Hello, welcome back. It is episode 27 of Nux Talk. It is your host Kyle Elsford here. And just before we get started, just want to give a big shout out to our affiliate network, Old City Sports. Um, they have a slew of hockey and sports related podcasts, as well as some really well written articles. So go check them out at oldcitysportsnetwork.com. So finally, some Canucks hockey to talk about. They just have concluded about an hour ago their five-game road trip through hell, as I like to call it, uh, playing some of the top teams in the league, Florida, Tampa, Carolina, Washington, and then finally tonight concluding it in Nashville. I just want to go over the road trip, give you my thoughts on what I saw, and kind of see where the team's at after this, and yeah, let's jump right into it. So first game, Florida Panthers. Uh, they lose by a score of 5-2, to two. And, and really, if I have to be honest, the score doesn't necessarily reflect on what we saw on the ice. Uh, Canucks outshooting the Florida Panthers 44-26, outhitting them 28-16, killing them in the faceoff circle 41-29, uh, and unfortunately they just don't win uh, the most important stat of the game, and that's how many goals you score. So they lose 5-2, and... Really, this game just proved that Florida is lethal. You know, they can really generate goals from nothing. I believe they had three tips this game. Canucks go 0 for 3 on the power play. Florida goes 1 for 3. They win the special teams battle, although didn't have a massive impact on the game, I would say. So, tough way to start the road trip, but I think there were positives to be taken away. 5 on 5. Not only do I think the Canucks outplayed the Florida Panthers, at times the Canucks dominated the Panthers from long, for long stretches of time. Uh, unfortunately, you just kind of have to take it as you go. I don't think Demko was as good as he's been. So Canucks dropped their first game on the road on the road trip, five to two, and they don't have much time to think about it because two days later, they're playing the back-to-back Stanley Cup champions, Tampa Bay Lightning, and unfortunately. You know, this one doesn't go much better, although the Canucks don't play that poorly at all. They lose 4-2, to two, uh, Tampa getting the empty net, so really 3-2. to two. And the Canucks held Tampa Bay to 21 shots. Uh, I thought that was really good. But again, we didn't get enough top six production. The fourth line contributes big in this one. Highmore and Mott get the goals. And that will be a theme uh, along this road trip, as the fourth line has been playing fantastically. Just really great. But again... Tampa Bay, 1-for-3 on the power play, Canucks 0-for-4. So these two Florida games, losing that special teams battle, look, you know, if we get a couple goals on the power play, maybe go perfect on the penalty kill, do we win these games? It's plausible. It's plausible. Um, But it certainly didn't help us losing those uh, special teams battles. And when you're playing, you know, some of the best teams, if not the best teams in the entire league, you're going to need to win some sort of battle. And... Unfortunately, those first two games the Canucks lose, even though they played pretty well. And then, obviously, they play Carolina. It's an early 10 o'clock. If you're on the Pacific, here, start. And this was the one game on the road trip where I thought from start to finish, 
the Canucks just absolutely got outplayed. Carolina looked faster, bigger, tougher, and just better than the Canucks from start to finish. Shots might not indicate it. Shots were 33-31 for Carolina, but it just felt like the Canucks were just never in this one. They lose 4-1, to Bo Horvat getting the lone goal for the Canucks. And in this one, um, Connor Garland goes on the COVID protocol list, so that's really unfortunate. He's going to be out for probably two weeks because of that, and you know, that theme will continue of losing another guy. We'll, we'll get there, but the Canucks have no time to think about this one. They just got dominated by Carolina, and it's not going to get much easier because the very next day, they go and play the Washington Capitals. And I said on Instagram against Carolina, they needed some good goaltending. I didn't think Demko had been as good as he had been the first three games of the road trip, and they needed some top six scoring, even though Bo Horvat does get on the board. Uh, and this was kind of the Elias Pettersson breakout game, maybe. Uh, they play Washington back-to-back. I think this one was another 10 a.m. start. And after falling down one nothing in the first period, it's two goals by Elias Pettersson in the second, uh, one on the power play off the post, and then kind of one behind the goal line, banking it off the goalies, backing in. Bo Horvat would score on the power play, and the first of Pettersson's goal were on the power play, too, so... Power play kind of gets going, our top six get going. I'm looking at the box score right here. Goals from Pedersen, two of them, Bo and Miller. That's exactly what you like to see. Unfortunately, the Canucks actually don't kill a penalty in this one. They go 0 for 2 on the PK, but they do go 2 for 4 on uh, on the power play. So they win the, or I wouldn't even say they didn't even win the, <laughs> the special teams battle, but they at least got something from it. And uh, that propels him to this big win. Demko is again superb in the Washington game. I really think he found his game. And it just seems, and Bruce Boudreaux has alluded to this, it just seems the more you play Demko, the better he gets. He's just a workhorse. So, yeah, they win 4-2. And then obviously today, uh, they get a rest day in between. They play Nashville. And this game from start to finish, I thought was the most complete game the Canucks played. Uh, They get goals from Pedersen. Uh, another one from Lamico. We'll talk about the fourth line here in just a second. And they get the, uh, or I guess the the game-winning goal by Brock Bester there on the power play. Uh, the Canucks today were one for five on the power play. Their PK was one for two. Hey, they got a kill when they needed it, and they go home uh, with a W, three to one overall, two and three on the five-game road trip. The Canucks are now 18, 18 and three as they look to play Florida on Friday. So um, some themes that I think we can take away from this road trip. One, the fourth line has been rolling. You know, in the first game, Lamico and Mott get points. The second game, Lamico, Mott, Matthew Highmore all get points. Carolina, obviously, they kind of dominated us. Bo Horvath gets a lone goal. Washington... You know, the big boys step up, we get some top six scoring, and then Lamico tonight with the insurance. If you look at the last five games, meaning the five games on the road, the fourth line has been fantastic for the Canucks. That is Mott, Highmore, and Lamico. So, yeah, I just think that's that's awesome that Boudreaux's been able to get that fourth line going, and they've been the most consistent line now for, I would say, the entirety of Bruce Boudreaux's tenure. Uh, Yuho Lamico, I believe, actually scored his first NHL goal with the Canucks in Bruce Rudeau's first NHL game with the Canucks. So sometimes it just works out like that, and it's really great to see uh, Lamico, Mott, and Highmore get rewarded. You know, we acquire Lamico obviously this uh, right before the season starts for 
fifth. Former fifth overall pick Ole Levy. We also get a HL defenseman in Noah Juleson, former first round pick of the Canadians. But yeah, it's just it's just great to see Lamico, um, kind of a blue collar player. You know, takes a lot of draws. I believe against the Washington Capitals, he was ninety one percent in the faceoffs, and his number is ninety one. I always like when those numbers match up. But yeah, Mott's in a pending UFA. I mentioned last episode that he could be someone. Uh, that the Canucks could look to move on from. But, you know, if you're shilling out $2.6 million to uh, Dickinson, I don't see why you can't give Mata a two-year $2.6 million contract at the way he's playing. I know the counter-argument to that, of course, is, hey, his value's high now. He's probably probably playing the best hockey of his NHL career. Why not try and uh, sell high on him? So, you know, Mott playing well for the Canucks is only really a win-win for us. So that's great. And then let's talk about Elias Pettersson. Last two games, he has three goals. That's positive. Uh, I know a lot has been said about Elias Pettersson. I've been pretty critical, as has probably himself and many others. Look, when you sign $7 million a year plus, and you're getting 0.5 points a game, straight up just needs to do better than that. So Pettersson's starting to come along, and today with uh, Hoglander and I believe Pod Colson on his wing as Bo Horvat goes on the COVID protocol list today. Uh, oh, that's just terrible news. Garland and Bo on the COVID protocol list. No bueno. But guess what? No quit in this team. They face it straight on. Um, Dowling and Chason both slide into the lineup. Chason is Chason. I'm not going to comment on it. Um, yeah. Quite frankly, I thought Dowling had a really good game. He was moving his feet for a guy who hasn't been um, in the lineup a lot. I thought he looked pretty pretty fresh and not much rust, so happy with Dowling overall. Pedersen, Podkolzin, and uh, Hoglander, what a line. They had some unbelievable shifts in that second period here against Nashville, so that was awesome to see. Uh, Hoglander and um, Podkolzin both get assists on the Pedersen goal tonight, so, you know, positives. Brock Besser gets on the score score sheet tonight. A positive. So, you know, the beat kind of goes on. Canucks are 500 after this grueling road trip, and it's not going to get much easier. I mean, we play Florida on Friday. I believe we have Tampa coming up. Uh, Oilers, Calgary in the distant future. So when Demko's playing like this, and the past two games, Washington and Nashville has been sensational. You always have a chance. Obviously, I think... What really hurts this team moving forward is is Bo Horvat and Connor Garland not being able to play in the lineup. But at the same time, that gives them big opportunity for some young guys. Pod Colson, Hoglander, Pedersen. Uh, we know JT Miller's been a dog all year, but even Besser, can he get going a bit more? Dickinson. These are all opportunities now for these guys to step up and, and start producing for this team. Bo Horvat and Connor Garland, I think. I think they're one in three or one in four in, in team for goal scoring. So, you know, you're losing a significant amount of goal scoring. Obviously, with Bo, you're losing leadership and face-off ability. Uh, and Connor Garland's the type of guy to drag you into the fight every night. So those are two very, very significant losses to this team for the, you know, distant future. But, man, Pedersen is warming up just at the right time. So hopefully he can continue that. As always, thank you so much for listening and uh, hope to see you next Monday.